everybody welcome to another episode of gaming gone weird this is episode number 37 and i would like to say that you guys are very lucky because this month of may you guys actually got five episodes of gaming gone weird and it doesn't feel like five man it feels like we just come on here talk our stuff love talking about gaming and everything but you guys got five episodes of gaming gone weird that's always a good feeling. I'm your host today, Nick Tana. I'm wearing my son's T-ball merch that we just got today. I'm excited. Feels good. A little hot for long sleeves, but we have been chilling, playing a lot of games. We just finished Planet of Lana, but I'll get into that in a second because obviously this young, handsome gentleman right here that looks very more handsome than Peter because Peter is not Peter is not here. He's actually in Delaware on some work stuff, but he did send over a great guy, one of my good friends, Coco. Coco, go ahead and introduce yourself, man. Tell the people about you, what you've been doing. Just get, fill the people in of like what you're about, man. Nick, he's not even here to defend himself, and you're going to do him <laughs> like that. Man, I'm sorry, Pete. I didn't say any of it. Uh, what's up, everybody? I'm Coco, uh, good friend of Nick's and Pete's. Uh, just happy to be here. Uh, gamer for a long time. Uh, just a big fan of all different types of games and stuff. Streaming on YouTube and um, just out here having a blast. It's keeping it short and simple, but the guy's very modest. When he says he just plays Pokemon, you could see the background of him going on. This dude is a mo- he's a collector indeed. But I love to hear that because we do have some collecting topics to say the least, man. Uh, Me and Coco have also been like really good friends for a very long time. And Peter will definitely be missed. Like I'm saying it like he like passed away or something. Do you know what I'm saying, man? But I mean, I mean, he did go to Delaware. It might be just as bad. I don't know. Yeah, There's probably about a good like 10 people that uh, that live in Delaware. Like, (laughs) sorry for any fans that are in Delaware. Yeah, I mean, we might have offended one fan from Delaware. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. People in Delaware, man. But like what game? What games have you been playing, Coco? Give me a game that you've been uh I've been playing a lot of Pokemon Violet. I've been playing some fan-made ROMs, been playing uh, Infinite Fusion, Pokemon Infinite Fusion, which is a blast if you're not doing that. Uh, Mm -hmm. You definitely need to be looking into that. Uh, It's free to download. It's super fun. It's basically you could take two Pokemon, fuse them together, make a whole new Pokemon, custom sprites. It's a lot of work went into it, and and it's it's a lot of fun. Okay, very, very interesting. I like to hear that. I have been playing Planet of Lana, like I told you guys, man. It was a game that recently, it it came out on Game Pass Day 1. And if you guys like Little Nightmares and those puzzle, cinematic puzzle type games, it's very fun just to look at the beautiful open world. Uh, basically it's a, um, it's a sci-fi thing. And then your little town gets invaded by these robots and your family and friends get taken away. So you're on a mission to basically go get them back, sneaking around robots, platforming, all that good stuff. I definitely had a very, very good time playing that game. Uh, you guys should definitely check it out. It's a good four hour game. I love it. I'd like to do a review sometime on here. If you guys would love to listen. Um, but I also want to give a big shout out to everybody here. Kicking it, man. Uh, welcome to gaming gone weird. Where we talk about everything and all gaming. We go live every Wednesday at 8 PM Eastern. So if you guys want your little gaming news and your little tidbits, man, make sure you guys stop here. If you guys want to help support the channel even more than just subbing or liking and all that stuff. Cause that stuff definitely does work. Uh, you guys can send a KYN chat. Uh, it helps Jimmy. It helps me. It helps Coco, Peter, everybody, uh, you know, um, just helps support and stuff like that. And you can get your question read on air, keeps everybody happy. And you love to see us happy. Coco, man, why don't you go ahead and read us the question of the day? Question of the day, man, near and dear to my heart, probably to a lot of people, to be honest, mm-hmm. what is the best pokemon game of all time Mm. 
I, I want to go ahead and kick it off, bro, because I feel like you have Let's a. Very, I feel like you have a very fantastic answer because, like, I feel like you like eat, sleep, breathe Pokemon. <laughs> well, I kind of want your feedback on my opinion because uh, I feel uh, like me it. even being like a Pokemon fan, I'm I'm a I'm a above average Pokemon fan. I can say that proudly. I play all the games. I've been playing it since Crystal. I love Pokemon. I think one of my favorite Pokemon games, I really liked X and Y. And that might be a hard one to swallow for a lot of the Pokemon fans, but X and Y was nice. It was X and Y is a fantastic pick, man. I'll let you finish, but X and Y got me actually back into Pokemon after a really long hiatus, and uh-huh. then got me hooked. Oh, dude, because like it's something about the region that it's in. The region's is super beautiful. It ran really well on 3DS, and it ran good enough mm-hmm. to where they took Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire and pretty much copied that, but with the Hoenn region, and I just felt like the starters were pretty good. Um, you had, uh, I think it's Fennekin, um, uh, Froakie and Chesspin, Pokemon Knowledge, and those look really good starters. Like Froakie is a legend, to say the least. I, I am, I'm saying Froakie's an S tier starter, very good starter. And there's just the the Mons and the region and like everything that happened in the game. I really yeah. like. I really yeah. like. I'm, I'm, I'm with you there. X and Y for me. I, I. So I'll, I'll go into my favorite. My favorite game, and it's going to be basic because I'm a Gen Oneer. Is Pokemon Red and Blue. Okay, because this was the I still remember as a kid getting this game. My brother got blue. I got red on Christmas. I remember opening the package, seeing Charizard art, and it pains me now as a collector. But ripping that box right in half, (laughs) right through the manual, right through the cardboard, man. And getting that game, throwing it right into the Game Boy and and just going at it. Um, and, And I played red and blue, and I actually didn't play another Pokemon game until x and y which is crazy that is very really long gap it's a really long gap but i got back into x and y when i got my 3ds loved it went back and obtained every game between and then every game since and kind of replayed them as i went through and x X and y is a great pick but for me it's gotta be what started it all man i get it absolutely see you guys also, I feel like a lot of people say red and blue. They all started with red and blue. I actually started with Crystal. Um, Which is a great game, too. It's a good game. It's a very good game. I could never get past the gym. If you know what I'm talking about, you know you're a real one. It's like the one gym where, like, her Pokemon are sick and you need to heal them before she could battle you. I got yeah. to that point, and I'm like, I don't know what to do. <laughs> I gave My Typhlosion was, like, level 44. Uh, I had Nitto King, Nitto Queen. Baby I, Tana I just ball. gave up at that point and no, just done. no more, huh? And it, it wasn't fun because my cousin Jared had uh for alligator, so we would battle each other. And I'm like, man, this ain't even cool. Like, <laughs> we going against type weaknesses and stuff like that. And Cool Down said he's actually a Diamond and Pearl fan. That's is a that's a good one too. Diamond and Pearl school. Mm-hmm. Okay. Nice, nice. Oh. See, and that's that's the great thing about Pokemon, right? Is like you could start your journey anywhere. You know, whatever age you are, you're going to have yes. your favorite games, your your favorite Pokemon, your favorite starters, your favorite gym battles, leaders. And and that's just and, and no matter what, you know, we can have our arguments within, you know, Pokemon and which one is better and whatnot. But there, you know, we're all on the same team here for Team Pokemon, right? right? For for which ones you like. So that's dope. You just want to see some good games. And we're going to be talking more about Pokemon later in the show, guys. This is like I feel like. 
we do a lot of like we talk about the gaming news. We talk about all the fresh stuff, man. I just wanted to have a little bit of fun. Um, talk about some stuff like like Pokemon. It doesn't have to be the newest stuff all the time. We do have news here, but we are also going to talk about just stuff we love. And we got a fun little game that we're going to be playing near the end of the podcast. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all that. Coco, are you ready to get into everything, man? Let's get it going. A blast to have you here. It's a blast to have everybody here, man. Um, first off, I want to kick off with the games of the week or the games that are coming out this week because there's a lot of jam-packed ones. And then also I'll show you guys what you guys get with games with gold and with the PlayStation games that you're going to get for free uh, in June. Uh, one of the first games that I want to talk about that is going to be coming out is Chicory. This game comes or came out May 30th, so it came out yesterday. Um, and it came out to Xbox, which is uh, on Game Pass, so that's very cool to see. We... Also got System Shock that also came out on the 30th. If you don't know what System Shock is, it's basically the game that inspired games like Bioshock, Dead Space, all those horror space games that you love was actually inspired by System Shock. It's a remake game. It's 50 bucks, which is pretty cool. You know, it's your typical $60, $70 game. So I would definitely check that out. Killer Frequency is another horror game that is coming out June 1st on all consoles and PC, which is basically a horror game um radio station stuff like that uh skatebird this is the picture i decided yes. to instead of the actual uh <laughs> actual <laughs> title jimmy don't fire me uh, <laughs> um but nah, like skatebird if you don't know what it is it's basically your bird and you uh skateboard uh this comes out on all next gen consoles on june 1st and then last but not least a game that's gonna deliver a big punch no pun intended street fighters 6 which is getting insanely good reviews on Metacritic and just getting good reviews in general. Do you feel like you're going to pick up any of these games, Coco? Anyone that I showed? Chicory, definitely. And, and every time I talk to Nick, he's constantly talking about picking up Game Pass, Game Pass, Game Pass. If you're not on Game Pass, I think Nick's made me a believer, man. I got to get on Game Pass. It's, it just seems like so much bang for your buck. But for me, Chicory looks cool. It's very like... It's an adventure game, but it's like a beautiful game, which I always appreciate. And it's, it's you know, it's colorful and it's different. Mm. You know, it's kind of got like a Cuphead, Epic Mickey type of feel to it. So, I mean, it looks really cool. Um, I don't know about any of the scary games. You know, I'm not a scary guy or any of the horror games. So that's that's not me. So, I mean, if, if, if I'm playing that, I'm going to be like this with my hands <laughs> over my eyes. So I don't think I'm going to be picking up any of those. But, hey, you never know. Maybe Skatebird. Maybe Skatebird's in my future. Oh, I'm down to kickflip battle you or ollies <laughs> or whatever we got to do on the uh, on the in the rink in the ring or whatever. We're the half pipe. Half pipe. Yeah, that's, that's what, what it is. That's what it is. Yeah, the bowl. The bowl. Yeah. The bowl. <laughs> but um, I you hit the the nail or you hit the hammer right on the nail, whatever the pun is. But like um, chicory looks great, and I like the comparison with Epic Mickey, and that's a game I wanted to play for the longest time, but just didn't really want to dish out the. I think it was on Nintendo when it first came out. It was on something. And I was just like, I don't know if yeah. I really want to pay the funds for it. But then it got released on Game Pass. And I'm like, okay, this is my time to shine. And I, I, I feel like I've preached Game Pass to a point to where it's like, dude, like it's a it's one of the best deals in gaming. They just release all these good quality games. They got a game for everybody on there. And they got they put their AAA titles on there day one. It's always a cop for me. Uh, but that's why I always talk about it. Nice. I'm like, it's such a good deal. His dog's name is Game Pass. I mean, he really is invested. So mm -hmm. my no, dog's name is yeah. <laughs> and then my cat's name is PlayStation and my goldfish is named Nintendo. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. E shop. 
Yeah, love eShop. <laughs> Let us know what you guys are picking up, man. I'm I'm excited for Street Fighter as well. Uh that's my first time man. I'll probably play a fighting game in forever. Fighting games, I have not played a fighting game in so long, man, because wow. like there's so much skill that goes into those games. And for me, I'm such an impatient person. I'm a, I'm what, you know, everyone knows, I'm a button masher. When when it comes to those things, gosh, I just I, I I can't take the time to learn the combos and everything like that. But it, it looks great. I uh, love that it's getting good reviews and stuff. But right. um, maybe for me, I don't know. Maybe maybe uh, maybe we'll end up picking that one up. Who knows? I, this is my first time playing a fighting game in forever, and I'm with you. I'm the leg sweep in the corner. I'm I'm spamming the punch button, the kick button. I'm not really a combo type of guy, but the way the campaign looks, the way the the art style looks, and how good the graphics are, and it's gonna have netco. Uh, netcode which is basically like very good connection when it comes to these fighting games and it's gonna feel really good and lag free i'm i'm in i'm in yeah that's gonna be huge for the competitive community to having that because i I mean even milliseconds are gonna make a huge difference We've we've been talking and we've been just saying how fighting games this year is just gonna take over and then when it comes to like evo the big evo tournaments they have all these new games and ooh, ooh, i love it i love it a game we did not pick up was this Lord of the Rings Golem game? I had to get it in. I'm sorry, bro. That's a low blow, but I had to get it in. Ain't nobody <laughs> playing that game. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let us know what you guys are picking up, man. Um, I also have two other topics for the games that are free this uh, for the month of June. Uh, make sure you check them out. We are getting for games with gold. Uh, these are both $20 games. One is called Adios, and the one is called The Val. Adios is basically you're a butcher, um, and you work for the mob, and you don't want to work for the mob anymore. And then the Val is a basically a game. It's like an RPG, but you don't see anything. You got to listen to like what's going on and basing your decisions off of that. Um, like I said, if you have Xbox Live with Gold or Game Pass, you get these for free. So make sure you check that out. And then also for PlayStation Plus, you get 2K23, Trek to Yomi, and Jurassic World Evolution 2. Very solid, very solid lineup for the month of June. I'm excited to see that. That, uh, that Val game is very weird. I looked it up and... It's uh, it's crazy just being able. You have to listen to everything. You have to listen to sounds to like, well, to figure out what's going on. And for for the people in the chat saying I don't finish my games, I finish about fifty percent <laughs> of my games. It's a coin flip, okay? We gotta we gotta calm down the YouTube. Nick, you, Nick, you don't even finish up. half of your Madden games, okay? I mean, come oh on. my come gosh, come on now, man. No With the Falcons, way. you're not finish, finishing all those games. Oh you yeah. Know? Oh, we're about 15 minutes. To- yeah, it's going to be a long one. Okay. <laughs> um, On this day, guys, I did want to talk about a game that released on this day was 24 years ago. The first 3D Bugs Bunny game came out. Um, This is gameplay, actually. And this is what the description says about it. It says you encounter 12 of his most famous Looney Tunes adversaries, including Elmer Fudd, Witch Hazel, Yosemite Sam, Rocky and Muggsy, and Marvin the Martian. Dive into rabbit holes, tunnel underground, outwit Elmer Fudd, take to the road in a vintage convertible, and even use your ears like a helicopter. Explore five exciting time periods, Stone Age, Medieval Times, Pirate Years, the 1930s, and Dimension X. Enjoy 21 levels of action-packed fun and classic comic humor. And I also want to give a big shout-out to Game Gamer for this footage. Um, Beautiful game. I feel like I... um. I played this before, 
Yeah, but I like, feel like I, I had a demo of this at one point or something when, like, I don't know if it was PlayStation or what exact console it was, but it was like they they would send out these demo discs and you could try some of these, you know, games and stuff like mm-hmm. that. And I, I remember playing that one to an extent. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it makes you appreciate how far we've come, doesn't it? I mean, looking at the <laughs> graphics of some of these games, oh, I mean, they dude, were they the were rough, but were... but at the time, I mean, this was this was next level. I mean, this mm-hmm. was this was crazy. So, I mean, it's, it's, yeah, we've come a long way, man. Enzo, I'm still waiting on the DLC for that game. It's, uh, it's coming out soon. They talked about it. They said it's going to be soon. Uh, so we definitely got to be on lookout for that DLC. And also big shout out to Enzo's cat for watching the podcast next to him. We love Enzo around here. And Enzo isn't actually a crazy name for a cat. And I absolutely love it. All right, we're going to go ahead and get into our first discussion piece with our man, Coco. Um, Coco, have you, you uh, did you watch the PlayStation Showcase at all? I did not. You did not watch the PlayStation Showcase. So um, this is my first time ever doing like a discussion piece. This is me and you bouncing ideas off each other, yeah. bouncing off information. What do you think? What do I think? All that type of stuff. So there's been stuff going on around the Twitter sphere. You know how Twitter is. People talk. Uh, but basically a lot of people were saying that the PlayStation showcase wasn't as good as it was supposed to be because they didn't really show off a lot of exclusives. They had an hour showcase and they basically showed games that are going to be on Xbox um, here and there, little games like that. Uh, Xbox actually kind of give them like a little disc tweet by saying like, these games are also coming to Xbox that mm. PlayStation showed. Sure. Do, do you think that games that are not console exclusive should be shown during their showcase. Do you think they should just leave that for another time? Or like, do you think they should just announce everything that's going to be coming to PlayStation? Because at the end of the day, PlayStation is PlayStation or vice versa, man. I mean, to me, when you're talking about your showcase, you're talking about like your cream of the crop. So for me, you're going to want to show things that you think are going to help push PlayStation past the other competitors of like Xbox, Nintendo, etc. So like for me, like I, I really think they should be showing their exclusives to an extent. That's not to say like let's not let's not mention these other games because people are going to want to know. Hey, oh, I saw that you know this particular game was coming out. Is it going to be on PlayStation? Yeah, let them know. Um, you know, and and that might be the right time for it. But I think you should really be trying to push everything that makes your console unique. Everything that's going to sell more. Uh, you know, the Spider-Mans, things like that, the, the things that are going to sell more consoles for your company. I think you got to be, you really got to be pushing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, hundred percent. And the thing is about it, I feel like they went that route because maybe they didn't have a lot of stuff to show. Maybe they wanted to fill that whole hour with basically just everything that's going to be on there. So like, I kind of get why they filled that stuff in there because at the end of the day, if you have the console, these games are going to be coming out anyway. It's just kind of like, I feel like you could have used that time to maybe like show a little bit more of a gameplay for another game. If you were ready for it, because the hype's there and you see all these games, you're like, Whoa, PlayStation is stacked. And then it's like, all of a sudden you see like, Oh man, these are just coming to Xbox as well. So it's like, if for right. that showcase, your showcase is your time to be able to show off what is coming to your console and to your brand show off a more gameplay or more stuff that you are willing to talk about in a show, maybe a little bit of developer journals or maybe like a little uh, behind the scenes or like a little bit of talking about certain games to get people more hype about their big games and stuff like that. Because 
one of the bigger games that they showed was the Metal Gear Solid game. And it was like, okay, Metal Gear Solid, that that's a hype game. And you're like, okay, that's coming to PlayStation. But it's like, okay, well, what, that was like one of the bigger things, but it's like it's coming to Xbox as well. <laughs> so it was just kind of like a weird, a weird thing. Yeah, to- and 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 I would <clears throat> I would imagine that it's probably hard for them when they're talking about those types of games like Metal Gear, for example, like to make it uniquely PlayStation, like right, because it's if it's coming out on Xbox and it's also coming out on PlayStation. The only thing you have to stand on that's unique to you is how it looks on the PlayStation, right? So you can't side by side that game and say, here's how it looks, you know, in this presentation, like here's how it looks on Xbox versus here, how, here's how it looks on PlayStation. So I right. feel like that's like tough to begin with, which is why, you know, you own, you know, the rights and everything to everything on PlayStation. You should be showing everything on PlayStation. That's, it, that's where you're going to get the, you know, highest quality content to give and to show why your console is, is, you know, the best right because it's, it's just like i i feel both sides of things and that's the thing about like the position we are and why we talk about these type of things because it's just like i got so excited seeing everything and then it's like well man these are just coming to xbox anyway show me the reason why i need to buy a ps5 and i felt like they did do that but it's like we're sitting there for a whole hour and they're showing off game after game after game and it's like okay well that's coming to xbox that's coming to xbox even like right. alan wake 2 Alan Wake 2 was a title that a lot of people loved the first game. And it's like, okay, the second one got released. This is cool. If this is on straight PlayStation, like this is huge for them. Nah, it's coming on Xbox too. Right. It's coming on PC. So I I, I didn't really get the decisions to do a lot of that stuff. It's just like, but I think as gamers in general, we could all just get excited that these games are being shown. A lot of gameplay footage and a lot of stuff is actually being released about this game. So that'd be odd. Did you see the handheld by any chance? Um, <clears throat> I saw like the, the early rumors have been going around for a while with the handheld. Right. And then they finally kind of said, at least the article I read said that it was official coming out, uh, with a handheld it, to me, it kind of resembles the steam deck, uh, a little bit, but I, I really didn't see too much else about it. Right. Um, but I mean, I think what's interesting is like, you know, although Nintendo moved, you know, was always the dominator of the handhelds, as you can see by the game boys behind me and Nick, uh, they moved away and, you know, they're not going to be producing anything that's considered solely handheld anymore uh, because the handheld market was just different. Uh, now it seems like everyone's going back to the handheld market and saying like, hey, we've got the we've got the capacity now in this hardware to be putting out great high quality material on a handheld. And it's not watered down anymore like it used to be, you know, mm-hmm. playing a game on the Game Boy back in the day was was a huge step back from playing on the Nintendo or the Super Nintendo now mm-hmm. you're able to put a lot of hardware into a small spot so you can have these handhelds that are that pack a punch. Uh, so bring, I think everyone's starting to get back into the handheld right. game. To bring up your point, exactly what you said, it just shows how like one step ahead Nintendo really is. Even though the console isn't the most powerful thing, it's like, okay, well, now we can play these consoles. on. Now we, now we can play our games on the go. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, you got a dock. We could dock it, play it on the monitor. You got a dock, play it on your TV. You take it over to your friend's house. You load it up at your friend's house because you got the games, whatever. Um, playing side by side because all you need is just to bring the dock. Mm-hmm. Everything's portable and everything's so small that you could just travel with. And now all these games or all these like companies are just like, we got to figure out how to get this into a little form so people could just play games 
on the go. Like yeah. you see it with Xbox. Xbox technically don't have a handheld, but they're like, you could be able to play your game on the Xbox. You could play it on the PC. You could play it over here, over there. Mm-hmm. Like that's what they want. And I think PlayStation is trying to get their hands on that. As long as you have a PS5 and you have that handheld, it's like, okay, I don't have to be sitting down. I could go um, upstairs where my PlayStation yeah. isn't and I could go play upstairs or I can go take it on a, on a like outside or whatever is else. So I think it's cool. Um, I think it's I, I I love to see it. I love to see everybody do it. But the thing is, is with Nintendo, I wonder what they're going to want to do next. Because yeah. they, if they're always one step ahead, I don't know if they'll do the switch, like the Switch Two, or something like that. But Vex but, is but chat chat is calling out your hat right now, Nick. And, and, just, and I, trust me, I called him out for it before we even started. I yeah, I, I'm just not allowed to say anything good about Xbox because if I do, then it's like, oh, he's a fanboy. Look, I just don't have a lot of... Someone buy me a PlayStation hat. We'll be good. I need a Nintendo hat, a PlayStation hat. Uh, I need an Atari hat. Like, we need all the hats. I need to buy more uh, Xbox here. Not Xbox here. Ah! That's Whoa, crazy. look at, look at that, dude. Anyway, anyway, anyway. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> if that was the case, I'd be here like, man, the PlayStation show was absolutely unacceptable. Right. Just all right. these Xbox games. <laughs> man let us know what you guys think in the uh in the comments below dude I, that was fun man i want to do more discussion pieces like that yeah um, for sure. we're getting into some more news so coco wanted to say something about my uh my madden games and whatever else uh but he actually is a fan of the uh the cleveland browns and i didn't think they did so hot either so you know yeah i think nick and i you know both kind of come from uh very depressed football fandoms lately uh haven't been doing as well as they should have uh they always show potential always show potential and then they just let you down so that's basically why i talk about video games because my sports teams are so bad but um if you guys haven't heard um will ferrell is actually reported to play john madden in an upcoming film called madden first of all I think it's kind of weird that they picked Will Ferrell, but we got to also remember Will Ferrell has played in some very good sports movies. Like got to think of blades of glory. You got to think of kicking and screaming classic classic. And the thing about Will Ferrell, probably the one of the reasons why they chose him is because he's just, he's a chameleon and he can do, he can do comedy. He can do serious um and he's just he's got a good range right so like i could see him doing it but god did they ever miss the opportunity by not having frank caliendo play john madden you've got the voice he even kind of looks like him he's got a similar build the guy's an actor i mean that's what i've been seeing all over reddit when i see stuff about this is is you gotta have frank caliendo in there somehow cooldown said semi-pro 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 are you kidding me um this came from deadline by the way saying will farrell will take on the role of raiders head coach and iconic football commentator john madden directed by the same person who directed movies such as the silver lines playbook and american hustle this will be an amazon exclusive and guys butter up my popcorn Get me a red icy. I'm going to see the Madden movie. <laughs> We're here. The game is so good. It got a movie adaptation. So you know what I can told me Madden wasn't a game. It's a game and it got a movie. <laughs> you know what I can see already, Nick, is that this is going to be an Amazon exclusive Twitch. 
owned by Amazon, there's probably going to be some free prime gear around this as well. I bet they're going to try to link it up somehow, you know, for the, for the Twitch prime users and the Madden players. And there's going to be skins there. There's going to be something for you guys. You can't get me super excited like that. (laughs) Um, I'm pretty sure there is a moment in the game where they actually do play Madden 23. Don't quote me on it. Hmm. I've been doing a little bit of my reading, but I think this is very cool to say the least. And like who we needed a movie about John. He's the legend. He's a legend. And rest in peace to one of the, the best to ever do it. Coach commentator. He played in the league. Come on now, man. Like this could be a very, very good movie. Are are we going to see it together? We can meet up and see it. We actually, yeah, we're driving distance. We can meet. I'm in. in. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. We can go see this. Create creating one of the most popular video game franchises ever. And I'm sorry. Look, I'm getting a little aggressive. That's not me. This isn't gaming gone weird. This is this is like statistics. This is this is like this is Tana, like Madden Tana just coming out of his elements because like I play Madden a lot and I, I get it for a, a a lot of bases, man. And it's just like this is this is true to my heart. This is true to my heart. I'm excited that we're getting a movie on it, and I'm actually ready to watch it. Amazon exclusive. So if you do have Amazon Prime, go ahead and check. Definitely check it out. And it's and it's following in the footsteps a lot with a lot of these video games becoming movies that have been just so successful lately. And and you got to think, you know, over the past, you know, Madden came out. First game was what, like 92, 93 ish. I Ooh. remember on the Sega I Genesis. I'm gonna look it up. And, I mean, it's been around for for so long. You've it, it's it's similar to this Mario stuff and Sonic. It's been around for such a long time. You've got so many fans, not only of the video game, of just the man within football as a coach. You know, you just you got a lot of people that are going to be interested in it. So the first Madden game came out in 1990. 90. What a great year! Madden was born. Coco was born. I mean, yeah. match made in heaven. Oh man. One of them's better than the other, but I'm not gonna say which one. You guys you figure out. What? I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna think it's me. Think <laughs> it's me. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think about the Madden, uh, the Madden being released. And you think Will Ferrell's gonna do a good job? I need you guys to comment if you guys are watching this live or after the fact. I need to go. I need to know your guys' favorite sports team right now. This is the episode for you guys. I'm asking you guys a lot of questions because, like I said, at the end of the show, you guys saw the thumbnail. We are gonna be talking. I'm gonna need feedback. From everybody this episode so make sure you guys comment all that stuff but the next topic we are going to talk about is us for collectors you can see coco he dusts off his little pops and his little game boys and game boy advances every day so this one might hit home to him coco are you a physical game collector absolutely yes you love physical game. i love physical games too it's something about having them and just it, it feels nice to have they look good on the shelf and you feel like you got something for paying your money for I feel like yeah. digital is a lot easier to load up the game and all that, you know, like we, we can get into all that, bro. Like, right. Oh, you're cheesy. You could just, you don't have to insert the thing, whatever. But we're starting to get into the time where it feels like the physical games might be a way of the past because Alan Wake two has announced that it's only going to be digital only. Uh, this is straight from the Alan Wake two uh, frequently asked question page. And it says, why is Alan Wake two a digital only release? Um, and they came back and said, there are many reasons for this. For one, a large number of players have shifted to digital only. 
You could buy a Sony PlayStation 5 without a disk drive, and Microsoft Xbox Series S is a digital-only console. It is not uncommon to release modern games as a digital-only, which I feel like is very true, especially for them smaller title games. Yeah. Um, and they said, secondly, not releasing a disc helps keep the price of the game at $60 and then the PC version at $50. Do you agree on what they're saying? Does this bother you in any way? Do you feel like they're kind of spitting a little bit? Are you kind of upset? Because I, I was going to pick this game up and I, I probably still will. But like, let me know your opinions real quick, man. Yeah, for for me, the the biggest issue I've always had with like digital over physical games is that the price was no different. So if I was going to go to my local Target and pick up, you know, this this game, for example, if it was being released physical, it's going to be, you know, like $70. If I if I could buy it digitally and I had that option and it was $50, I feel like a lot of people would be way more likely to do that, right? Because for me, Going into a game and spending $60, $70, that's not chump change. That's a decent amount of money, right? So yeah. if I'm going to spend my money, and then if I buy that game and I don't like it, I'm out 60 to seven, or on a digital copy, I'm out 60 to 70 bucks. Mm. But if I buy it physical, I play it and I don't like it, I can at least resell it and get a little bit of my money back. It doesn't hurt the wallet as much. You know mm. what I mean? That's the biggest gripe I've always had with digital versus physical. I agree. Physical looks way better on the shelf. Um, you never know. It could appreciate over time as a collector, you know, thinking about those types of things. Um, it is interesting, you know, like you said, with digital, we're used to seeing like these smaller games be digital releases. This is a bigger game, right? Like this would be, imagine Call of Duty saying they were digital only, how that would shake things up, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if the next Halo, if they make another one, is going to be digital only, like how that would shake things up. So. Right. Um, yeah, this is like a little bit of a bigger game to be digital only. So that's, it'll right. be interesting to watch the sales, see what the feedback is and things like that for sure. Right. There is, uh, the company THQ that did offer to help with the physical release. I don't know. That's more of like a business type of thing. If yeah. they plan on like working out like a deal, I was like, oh, then that that's way above my pay grade to talk about like whatever business deals they want to go about. Uh, but I totally agree, man. I love my physical collection. It's more of the fact that like when it comes to this, this isn't an indie game. This is a triple A right. game. Alan Wake is a very popular series. They just got a remaster for the PS five and I'm guessing for the Xbox. Uh, but like, this is a love series. And to see that it's not going to get a physical disc. It's like, why it, you ask it and it's like, okay, yeah, keep the price down. And I'm all for it, man. If we want to keep it 60 bucks, that's cool. Um, but it's the fact that like being able to bring that over to a friend's house or being able to trade it with a friend or like, Hey man, I got this game. You want to borrow it real quick to like for everybody. Maybe they're trying to get rid of that. I feel like that would kind of suck if they would, but they're talking about like, Oh, it keeps down the cost to like $60 for a game. But looking at what's coming out soon, street fighter six for how good that game is. I mean, it, looks great and they're still keeping the $60 price tag so i I mean i think i think kind of reading between the lines here is probably more about profit from their end right because if they're making it physical that's extra cost then they have to ship it to target their shipping costs then they're selling it to target target at like a wholesale rate so they're getting less money for those copies i think they probably are talking more about like their bottom line to where if they keep it at 60 more of that 60 goes into their pocket digitally than if they were to do it physically. It's definitely, it's definitely more of a business type thing. And I can definitely agree to that. 
Um, because it is true. Think about all the games. Because not all the time you buy a certain amount of stock from Target, GameStop, uh, your best buys. Not everything you order is going to be sold. That's just normal um, business, whatever you would call right. that, bro. Knowledge. Like you're not gonna okay. If I buy a hundred Allen Wake twos, all hundred are gonna fly off the shop. No, they might sit there. Then the yep. price might go down. Oh, we got to get rid of these. They've been sitting here for a minute. Then it's like we got to bring the price down. And a lot of time, even with digital versions, the thing I could say about digital versions I do like is the price will go down eventually. Like those physical copies never really do. When you think about like a digital, like sometimes they might have like a little sale going on or like they sometimes know it's like, okay, it's been like three months. We can go ahead and just type a little few buttons in the computer and then you can get it digitally for like 40 bucks or something like that. Um, but just as a collector, it's just kind of bummy because I was going to buy, I, yeah. I'm still probably going to buy the game, but you know, a little physical thing, but I mean, it's not out of the question if they still want THQ's help and they want to get that yeah. physical out. I think it could do very well. Um, did you see the gameplay that I showed? Do you like think it'd be a game that you'd uh, love to play or give a shout out to or? I don't know. It looks interesting to me. It doesn't look like a game I would normally play very uh-huh. story driven and, and things like that, but the graphics look nice. Uh-huh. definitely suspenseful um for me not i'm not shelling out 60 dollars for it personally just because this isn't the type okay. of game i'm used to playing but you know if if uh you know if it does come out physical and i go to my GameStop and they got it pre-owned you never know you know i might i might try to get my hands on it but okay, we're gonna we're gonna pack that shelf a little bit more filled back yeah, there. I see. yes sir um let us know what you guys think about alan wake too and stuff like that um if you guys are gonna get it or if you guys care less um, the next topic I do want to talk about um is right up your alley, honestly. Um, now I don't think the feds. I don't think the feds are listening. Okay, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm just alarming you. I have pay you, my taxes. If they are, I pay my taxes. I promise. <laughs> have you ever emulated a game before? Of course. Of course. Of course. Right. We all have. Uh, Nintendo actually sent over a DMCA notice to Valve, uh, which is the creators of the emulator Dolphin. Um, and they basically said, like, yo, if you release this Nintendo emulator, like, we are going to court. We're going to have problems. Right. It's not going to be pretty. So, and it's no surprise, right? Nintendo has always been like, we're about our money. Quit doing this to mm-hmm. our games. Quit uh, putting it on PC, getting it. Like, they don't like, they don't, they don't play around. I'm pretty sure, like, I have to look up this story because I think I bring it up, like, every month. They got somebody for, like, 30% of their lifetime earnings. Yeah. Oh, that's, like, child support for video games. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you feel about – how do you feel about this, man? Because, like, I – I want to talk about emulation a little bit because it's like, I feel like they they're doing this because they have like some big plan. It's like, okay, well they might release some of these games down the road to where it's like, they want to be able to sell them and not just get it for like the free or whatever. Sure. But like for some of these old games, you can't even get no more like, man, just you got to let them go. Yeah. <clears throat> I kind of feel I've got, I'm like on both sides. I can kind of see like decent points on both sides. So like I can see how like for Nintendo, it's their stuff. They own the rights. They want the money. They might have a grand plan. But I'm going to talk directly to Nintendo here. If you're going to claim that you've got this grand plan and that you might want to release these to make your money, release them. Because so many times it's been kind of rumored that some games are going to come out on emulation on the on the system. Even if you have to buy it, they never come out. Um, a lot of the Game Boy um, advanced 
Um, Pokemon titles, for example, recently in one of their things, they were supposed to be kind of rumored as coming out. They didn't come out. So it's like, hey, you know, if if you if you have a plan, let's get them out there because people want them. That's that the the proof is in the pudding behind, you know, the emulation. If people are emulating it, they want it. So put it out. Right. Now, the, the other side of things is like, you know, in, in uh, I kind of take this from Mr. Beast a little bit. Mr. Beast did an interview on a podcast where he said, you know, he had some creator come to him and said, hey, you know, someone else is reposting my videos on their account and they're getting a bunch of followers and they're getting a bunch of subs. I got to take them down. I got to get rid of them. And Mr. Beast is like, you're an idiot. They're putting your content out there for you. And they're getting a bunch of eyes on your content and you're not doing anything. This is just another way with the emulation for more eyes to be on Nintendo games, get more people back into the loop who may not be able to get physical games because they're pricey now. And if you've got some younger, like some of the younger generation of gamers who didn't get to live these games, you know, they emulate a game, they get into it, they might get more into it and become a fan. So, I mean, it's it's just another way to push Nintendo. I don't know. I think that I think that they should be a little bit more lenient because they've been a little DMCA crazy lately, to be honest. Oh, yeah. I feel like, to say the least, they have been a little bit crazy with these little uh, letters and these little taken mm-hmm. down stuff. And the thing about this emulation, the Dolphin emulation, it was just going to boost up the stock of the Steam Deck because they were going to be able to make it to where you could download straight to the Steam Deck and be like, hey, man, now you can take the Steam Deck on the go, and not only can you play games on the Steam, now we're talking about you're playing games from, like, the old Pokemon games. You're playing, like, Mario Tennis. We all love Mario Tennis, right? Like, those Game Boy Advance games or those little Game Boy games or that you couldn't play um, unless you had the game. And we we know how resell works, and we know how, like, oh, this game is old. You can't find many copies. That's a that's a $100 game. And if you're not going to release that game within, like, the next, like, few years, bro, like, you got to just let that go. You just got to let people play it at that point. So, yeah, it's just like, I mean, it's, it's like, um, you know, really old music, like Bach and Mozart and Beethoven and stuff, right? That's, like basically kind of seen as like anyone can anyone can play that and there's no there's no rules against it for the most part Uh at a certain point this is art it's old enough you know it should be available for everyone to play Uh um you know readily available whether it's emulation or through nintendo right i'm uh i'm a little bummed out because now with all this going on and this basically saying like okay well now dolphins getting uh postponed uh, indefinitely because of this, they got to make sure they take their steps because they are not trying to deal with those uh those big suit and tie guys over at Nintendo because they are uh, not playing around for sure. Um, and rightfully so, I get it, man. Like money is definitely money, and this is yeah. just a, another thing like money talks. Uh, but pff, it's just tough to see, man. As, I, yeah, I, as a fan, as as just a as a fan, you hate to see it. As, mm-hmm. as like a company, like you get it when you're thinking about business and stuff. But as a fan, it's just a bummer. Right. It just and even, even like Cooldown said, I'll go ahead and pull up the comment. Uh, this sounds like that uh, when that COD platform got taken down. That's This was recently that COD platform. And it was basically <laughs> the free, you could play this game for free. And it was basically Modern Warfare 2 where they made improvements. They made the game actually run good. And they were like, oh, wait, people are playing this game instead of our game? Yo, we got to take this down. It was even the stuff with the Fortnite creative that started to go around where they were threatening to like take away certain creative modes because they, they were literally just remaking rust from call of duty. Right. Uh Um, It's just like, I I did it and stuff too. (laughs) It's like better everything. It's like, I like that. Yeah, exactly. 
Let us know, man. Uh, don't let us know if you emulate games, though, because like I said, I don't know if those Nintendo suit and tie guys are listening. They might be. They might be on to us. True. <laughs> um, the, the next topic I do want to talk about is not a video game at all. It's actually a uh, it's an interactive movie. Um, I don't know if you watched this trailer at all, Coco, but um, I'm going to go ahead and explain basically what it is. So the Silent Hill series is getting a restoration in 2023 with its new title ascension uh which is an interactive streaming series developed by some heavy hitters such as genvid technologies bad robot games and behavior which is a spinoff of the franchise by letting viewers determine the outcome of the story uh so you check out this so if you check out the show uh it'll be streamed only once per week and the way it works is the audience basically determines the character's fates through voting uh, how do you feel about this? Uh, because the first thing I thought about is like trolls. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, we're talking about yeah. it. Like, okay, we get to determine like someone's fate. Um, one of the games it made me think of was Until Dawn and the Quarry. Yeah. Uh, because those games are basically like you have so and so many characters, and the whole point of it, like, um, you get these characters, and you know, you know chat wants to get involved people want to get involved they're like hey you should definitely go over here to this dark alley and um fight this and it's like no no that is like the most i don't if i'm trying to keep people alive that's how it's gonna be i'm gonna right. i'm gonna do the right thing but um to say the least i think this this trailer was freaking awesome like yeah. this is this is amazing this is amazing stuff and people love the silent hill stuff it's very scary i know you probably yeah. won't be watching because well, you in- that was the thing when i watched this i was like dude i'm not a scary person but this actually looks fire like Mm -hmm. i would actually be into this but 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 like you said when chat is involved man i feel like these companies think chat's gonna have the best of intentions and everything like that i mean do you remember there was a story this was it was really famous a while ago where like some some company or something or or some government was like oh help us name our boat and it was like, you know, they gave everybody the options. And then the one that won was Bodie McBoatface. Like, you have to know that chat's going to troll. <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. You have yeah, to know that chat's going to troll, man. So, I mean, yeah, I, I like the idea in in theory. It kind of reminds me of, like, Twitch Plays. Uh, remember Twitch Plays Pokemon? Where where they mm-hmm. had the, the game up there and, and everyone can kind of choose what goes on. It seems like that. It, it should be pretty cool. Choose your own adventure um and cinematically i mean everything looked great there so the the trailer looks good yeah um and i read up a little bit on it while you were talking and basically um this this series will like it will go on for a few hours at a time and basically uh the way it works is the audience determines the character's fates relationships um events and the branching narrative will solidified as um part of the story um and it's told through video game cutscenes. And I think I think it looks good, like for just being like it feels like a video game. You don't have to do any of the hard work. You don't got to play anything. You don't got to like do anything super crazy. You're just you're there voting in like figuring out what the fate is. And like I feel like this could be like really good. Like I feel like I wish there was more actual movies. Like I mean, like I know this is like a thing, but like I'd love to see more movies um the fact of like okay so like this is what's going on right now everybody pulls out their phone and they vote what happens yeah, yeah like that absolutely. would be kind of cool like imagine if um 
like let's say the Madden movie. This is like a super big stretch. And it's like, okay, like Coco's sitting there and he's like, yeah, um, I think in this part of the Madden movie, uh, John Madden gets to eat Taco Bell tonight or something right, like sure. random. You know yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. Like, just like, like that, I think that would be pretty freaking cool. Or like you said, even the fact like the Pokemon uh, stream things that they do, the Pokemon plays, it's like, okay, well, you should be able to decide like what the next factor is. And if everybody comes to a vote to it and it's pretty logical, then right. that's pretty, that's pretty cool. The the one thing I'm worried about is, is like, you know, they have, and I'm sure they have a way to make sure this doesn't happen with, with picking the fate of the characters and stuff, but like they plan on having, you know, multi-hour streams once a week for however long it's like can they just kill everybody off really early then what happens you know what i mean and it's like but, but the interesting thing is is that if they only do this once we'll never know what could have been with the other potential options if that they were chosen true. that way which is kind of cool that is true but that might give them like a little bit more leeway and a little bit more balance to maybe come out with something in the future like yeah. a what if series yeah, alter- maybe, alternate endings or, yeah, yeah, or like something yeah, yeah. like that. Like, or maybe after the whole thing that's said and done is like, okay, well, we actually had this cooked up for you guys. So like, this would have been happened if we would have went down this route yeah. um, and stuff like that. And I, I, th- I think it's so cool. I, yeah. I, I can't get over it, man. Like at first I thought it was a game. I'm like, oh, I'm definitely playing this. And now it's a little series and stuff like that. I was like, I might take time out of my day and watch it and be able to vote and everything. Yeah, it's cool. Um, let us know what you guys think. Are you guys gonna watch this Silent Hill Ascension? I think it looks pretty, pretty dope to say the least. Yeah. Um, well, we made it to the last discussion of the podcast, guys. First off, I do want to say every thank you, everybody that is here and kicking it, man. I see a lot of new faces in here. Um, Patterson Packs. I seen Goku in here. That's pretty sweet, right? Enzo, uh, cooldown, Vexus, uh, shiny Beyblade, Ravioli. Everybody that's in here kicking it. Autumn, I see you. I appreciate it. Uh, Bella, thank you so much. I appreciate everybody being here, man. If you guys want to see more gaming gone weird and more Know Your News in general, make sure you guys leave a sub. Uh, Know Your News is a whole um, news thing. So we have gaming, which me and uh, Peter usually do. And then we have um, a movie one. We have a sports news stuff. And we have, like, random like weird news uh so if you like that type of stuff man um make sure you guys hit the sub button leave a like comment tell your friends about this because i'm very passionate about this podcast i love doing it man um and just seeing it grow means the world to me so uh yeah coco are you ready to kick into our fun little event that we have here man i've been like i'm excited i'm not gonna lie i wouldn't say i cheated but I, I I did a test I did a pre-draft with my wife. Uh oh. And I kind of have some like some pretty good picks, so I don't think I'm a mess okay. this up. But okay. we'll see. Me we'll and Coco see. are actually gonna do the first Pokemon starter draft here on Gaming Gone Weird. Ba 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 ba. And since Coco is our guest. Ooh. I am going to give Coco the floor. Coco, there is no rules to the game. Uh, just accept that you better pick the right mon because uh, we can, we're just going based on just like stars. You could base it off of stats, looks, just like the best in general. And we're going to see who has the best team. And if you guys are watching this live or if you guys are watching this after the fact, I want I want you guys to tell us who won because I'm very passionate about this. I am ready to win the first ever debate discussion battle on gaming gone weird man so, 
when I was sitting here thinking about what, you know, what's my team going to be, I feel like I was thinking more what you were going to do than what oh, I should do. And I was okay. like trying to think like, okay, like if I choose this, Nick's going to choose this. And, and, and I was really trying to like get, get into that strategically, but listen, you, you said you're giving me first pick. Yes, sir. First. Oh boy. He's, he wants to be the very best. Like no one ever was. All right. So, all right, here we go. My number one pick, and I think undoubtedly this should be number one pick across the board. Greatest starter of all time. It has the best final evolution shiny. Seen as one of the most dope Pokemon from Gen 1. It's Charmander. Charmander, number one. Gotta be it. Lock him up. You gotta, gotta lock, lock you gotta it lock in. Up. You gotta look up, lock up lock the future in. franchise. You gotta lock him in. That this is, is a, this is my quarterback, Charmander, right here. Pick. See, because if you weren't gonna go Charmander, I was definitely going Charmander. Number one. That's a great pick. I'm not even mad because that is that is a great pick. Listen, I might get a little bit of backlash, all right? And I'm not picking this strictly to counter his fire type or anything because you know I could if I wanted to, but at the end of the day, my next pick is just solely a legend that came on late into the Pokemon scene. He's from my favorite game X and Y. Beautiful Mon. You know we got to go with our boy, Greninja. And I I feel like Greninja is such a solid pick because he's even big in the anime series. He has a great final form. I think all of his forms are are sweet. He's he's literally a ninja and a frog. He does it all. He's he's in Smash Brothers. He's in the anime. He's very good in the game. He's, oh, dude. I'm pretty, he's in Unite. We're talking about Greninja. Froakie is a great pick. That's what you're that's uh-huh. what you're going with this Froakie. That yeah. was actually my number two. Respect. It's Respect. like we were we were we were uh, pretty similar there. Froakie's a you great pick. Greninja is a great shiny, super cool overall, really cool mon. So great pick. I can't I can't fault you for that one. All right. But here here's here's gonna be where I think we differ a little bit. And I'm I don't know, I might get some hate from chat on this one, but we'll see. My number two pick. So we're thinking about my running back here, okay? Is going to be one that I don't think a lot of people are going to be uh, a lot of people are going to be thinking is is going to be this high up on the list. But this Pokemon super cool, and trust me, I'm not going all fire type. That's not all my picks. But mm-hmm. when your name is Oh no, it's Coco. You've got to go with Fue Coco as Fue number Coco. two. You got Fue Coco. Now, listen, I'm not a huge fan of the final evolution of of Fue Coco, to be completely honest, but this pick is completely picked based on how cute he is. He's just a little apple. This little little dude is just like the cutest cutest little thing. I like him. He's the best starter from this most recent gen. He goes along with my name. I feel like I got to pick Fue Coco. He wasn't in my top five, but I respect the pick. Mm. I respect the pick in general, but... Yeah, it's gonna be a good one, man. I'm gonna go and kick off into the uh, the second generation for this one. Like mm. you said, I feel like a lot of people would have picked this one. I feel like the disrespect that this mind gets is actually kind of crazy. You know, I'm scratching that. I'm taking that off the list. I don't know why I did that. I'm going actually with something that kind of relates to me too, because you know we love our bird Pokemon. We're going with the best starter in Gen uh, Seven, Sun and Moon. That's six or seven. 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 
We're going with Rowlet. Yeah. Rowlet, lock him up, put him on the board. Rowlet. Okay. Okay. Wow. Big Rowlet fan. A lot of people might not have him that high, but like he's cute, man. He has a dope final form, and he was in the Legends of Arceus game, looking super bad too. So true, true. He was good in Arceus. I, I'm not going to knock that pick too much, but what you got I am going to go for number three here. For me, we're going back to the old school. Gen one, baby. If I'm going to have Charmander. I'm also going to have Squirtle on my team. Now, listen, number three is Squirtle. Listen, That's you cannot steal. knock how great and how cool Squirtle Squad was in the anime. It's a steal. And, and thinking about Blastoise, having Blastoise and Charizard on my team, boy, Nick, you you messed up somewhere, man. That's a steal. That's I a think steal. You, I, you I think fumbled I the bag. I think I dropped Rowlet a little too high, man. You, I, you fumbled the bag. And Wartortle, probably the coolest second in line out of all the starters ever. He's just like an angsty teenager who, you know, stretching. he, yeah, yeah. We're Squirtle, stretching. number three, lock it in. I like, I like Squirtle at three. That's a very good pick, especially for the nostalgia, the nostalgia beast. Um, I'm going to go with a water type as well. Uh, mm. This water type is in my second favorite game um of the series and we're actually going to go with a uh, good old mudkip good old mudkip you know you got the water ground that's that that's that's best boy right there best boy man like i i love me a little little kip action he's just so cute that he turns into this this super big mud. oh my god mudkip that's, that's a, a that it's is a steal. steal. He on, was man. literally next on my list, man. He was next on my list. You've done you it to me twice Kip. now, man. Love Kip. No, Mud Mudkip's great, dude. He's he's a good one to have. Okay, I'm I'm liking our team so far. I mean, there there's nothing that that I'm looking at that's like you know really out there. I like it. I like. It. Okay. Okay. All right. For me, pick number four is going to be a Pokemon that again we're going back to cute. If you haven't noticed. I'm big into the cute ones, right? As, as far as these Pokemons, man. And that's what I've been and, judging my Pokemon on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I've, I've got to go with this adorable little penguin, Piplup, man. So Piplup is so cute. Why are we he's, rooting for each other, man? This, these just, are some good, yeah, he, man. These, these are, are just good picks. You can't go wrong. You can't go wrong unless you choose grass types. You can't go wrong. <laughs> Piplup's just too cute, man. Piplup's just too cute. That was actually um, my starter of choice when it came to the Sinnoh region. Oh, there you go. Cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, that's my number four. Locking in. I, I've got two. I've got two fire, two water. We'll have to see who breaks the tie. So, um, I'm going to keep it in the same region. And Mo actually reminded me of this mon when we were having our little debate. That's why I feel like I was getting a little get, get a little cheaty, man. But uh, what about a good Chimchar, man? Good Chimchar, Chimchar. Chimchar get the infernape for the final evolution you can't go wrong with that right chim chimchar made my list and i was like dwindling it down and i was really having a hard time with which one to pick uh you know to round out my top five chimchar was in the discussion i feel um that's a good pick that's a good pick Sitting here, like going over my picks, just like really shows how much I really like fire Pokemon. i thought i was like basically the water pokemon guy but i'm going here and i'm like dude these fire ones you were a quaxley main at one point Yes, Quaxley is that guy, but not the top five, man, which is kind of tough. It's tough. He won't reach the top five this week. Cool. Well, for my number five, rounding out my team is going to be my first grass-type Pokemon. 
And that's going to be Grookey. Grookey is my number five. He turns into Rillaboom. I love having like the music aspect, like kind of built into the Pokemon. Grookey's real cool. He's got, I, I still remember the trailer when it came out and he was mm-hmm. carrying the stick around and beaten on the, on the stones and stuff like that. And near and dear to my heart, my daughter loves Grookey. So I Grookey's had to put him in the top five. I feel you. That's a good, that that's a good solid fifth pig. Good solid fifth pig. And I think to kind of keep it like with the nostalgia thing to round off mine, I need a I need a beefy grass type in there. I'm going back. I'm getting my boy Bulbasaur. I think getting him hey. at fifth, man. He fell a little bit to the later rounds, man. We all love Bulbasaur, bro. But like, you know, those grass mods, I feel I feel like what you mean. Those grass mods probably aren't the toughest, but like they still do work. So um, honorable mentions. I would have loved to throw Totodile in there, Cyndaquil. We love those, but they just didn't quite reach the, reach the list for me, man. Honorable mention for me, but I didn't want to get too cheeky with it, was Eevee as a starter from the Let's Go games. I thought about getting That's real awesome. creative well, and throwing was, that in there. I thought about but... it because technically Pikachu's a starter, too. Right. A starter yeah, right. So I, I, I decided to hold off and kind of keep traditional there, but but that was definitely an honorable Yeah, mention. you would have been disqualified, uh, <laughs> so I'm glad you didn't. Man. It's all right. I picked the better team anyways. It's okay. It's we'll let, chat, we'll, we'll, chat will tell you. We'll chat let the will people decide. Make sure you guys leave your comments right now. Um, guys, thank you guys for another great episode of Gaming Gone Weird, man. Coco, go ahead and tell the people about yourself, where to find you, and what you're going to be doing in the next few days. Thanks, Nick. Lots of Pokemon content. Always streaming on YouTube a couple times a week, 8.30 p.m. Eastern. Um, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. It's oh no, it's Coco, except for on Instagram, but I don't even mm-hmm. post on Instagram. Um, find me there. Lots of Pokemon stuff, but definitely some more Nintendo stuff in the future outside of Pokemon as well. Well, I appreciate having you on, Coco, man. It's been a blast, man. Make sure you guys check out Coco at his ad on Twitter at oh no, it's Coco. Uh, and he does great Pokemon stuff, like he said. I've been Nick Tana. Uh, recently, we've been playing a lot of Tears of the Kingdom. Uh, I'm getting back into my reviews. Land, uh, Planet of Lana review is going to be up on my YouTube channel. If you guys want to check me out at all my socials, just check me out at You Love Nick Tana for everything. We're on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, uh, Twitch, all that stuff. We are streaming Tears of the Kingdom, like I said. And we're just been enjoying gaming in general. So um, make sure you guys check that out. And it looks like chat's really going Team Coco here. So I guess that's my time to uh, wrap it up and uh, say goodbye. Uh, Make sure you guys don't forget to sub, like, comment, all that stuff, man. Show us some love. We do appreciate it. We'll be live next week for episode number 38, 8 p.m. on Wednesday. So be safe. Tell us when you love them, and I'll catch you guys next week. Later. If you want to see all our videos about real news stories that are funny, stupid, or weird, click the subscribe button below. Otherwise, we'll start posting spoilers about your favorite new movies.